Blogcast is the official podcast of Burgundy Blog. On the Redskins, for the truth. Welcome in to Burgundy Blogcast with the man, Brent, from Burgundy Blog. And I am merely Hayes, as always. Now, the Redskins lost 33-19. It was really 26-19. They tacked on one extra one there. I have a feeling that we're going to talk about injuries because in the time I started this uh, intro, another offensive lineman has gone down for the Redskins. Uh, with that in mind, how would you use one word to describe this loss to the Cowboys, Brent? Well, Hayes, I, I like to think of myself as something of an optimist. Well, actually, that's not even true. I try to be, first and foremost, a realist, but I hate how fatalistic this is going to sound. I think that uh, my, my best possible adjective for the, the game that we just watched is inevitable. Inevitable, uh, meaning bound to happen regardless of the circumstances, I think, something in that realm. Uh, there were a lot of circumstances in this game, backup kickers, bad weather, uh, other things, and uh, including, as was pointed out by the TV crew, uh, a lot of injuries. Now, it didn't quite feel inevitable the way the Redskins started out. I thought they had a good game plan. I thought Cousins uh, was managing the game. Well, I hate using that term. I thought Cousins was playing well in the first half. Yeah. But, uh, but the TV crew almost gave them no chance to win by talking about the injuries, uh, and so the the result did end up sort of how you expected it to go, based on the team that the Redskins could put on the field tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of where I'm going with it. I mean, obviously, in a literal sense, it's, it certainly wasn't a totally unwinnable game, um, and and in fact, the Redskins acquitted themselves nicely in the first half. But I felt pretty strongly before the game uh, that that the that the chances of, of the Redskins winning were quite low. I, I haven't been so skeptical about uh, about a specific game in in a while certainly uh, previous to this at all this season uh it's, it seemed like the injuries were making this a, a a very steeply uphill climb and then i just i i really pretty much felt like it was going to take several good bounces and basically in terms of both coaching and execution for everything almost everything to to just go right and uh, first part of the game, it seemed like that was kind of happening. In fact, they got the Zeke Elliott fumble on like the, uh, I think Dallas's first offensive play. They failed to capitalize to the extent they yep. should have, uh, having to settle for a field goal after, after failing to get a first down on that possession. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they were, they, there they were at, uh, with a chance to, um, to, to kick a, a very makeable field goal and go up nine points. Um, and of course that swung wildly, which, <laughs> Which we'll mention, yeah. but uh, you know, they yeah. it just it just it felt like um, it, the Redskins were facing a very steep challenge, specifically with the uh, injuries to the offensive line, and they needed to to just bring an A plus game, and they they started that way, but they um, they didn't quite keep it that way, so it, it it felt like this was pretty much doomed to happen. Yeah, the the tough part is when you look at the way the defense played many times, you know, limiting Dallas to field goals when uh, when they were backed up in tough positions. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't a terribly played game. There were, like you mentioned, you thought they might need to get some breaks, and it looked like they started out getting a break with the, the Elliott fumble. The way the game played out, and they were so, you know, not close to winning, but so much in the game despite the mistakes, you begin to think they didn't really even need breaks to go in their favor. They almost just needed – neutral on the breaks and of course yeah. uh the biggest break of the game uh was the blocked field goal in the first half i used to i always hearken back i mean i need to come up with a name for these plays where like anything could go wrong except like the worst 
possible outcome and things would be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was an old, I remember from back in my days, uh, you went to the university of Virginia. I attended the university of North Carolina. I'm not a graduate like you are, but say, you know, whatever <laughs> North Carolina was up 20 to three against Virginia and driving for a possible touchdown. And it was late in the game. This one was at the end of the first half, but uh, the, the way the momentum felt, it kind of felt as big a play. And I just remember thinking as a fan, you know what? I, I don't care if we scored a touchdown here. That would be great. A field goal here would be good. Not even score, like going for it on fourth down or missing a field goal. All those things are even like acceptable and not too bad. <laughs> Tolerable, that's what it's about the Redskins thing. Yep. Like the way, even if they had given the ball back over to the Cowboys, they just felt like they kind of had a, a leg up on them right then. And to make them go 80 yards seemed like a daunting task. Instead, it is no to the possible three points or seven points if you were looking at it bigger than that. And instead a field flip that immediately leads to a touchdown and and all the momentum out. Is it tougher as a fan for a play? Do you get more angry at a play that there's seemingly no one to blame? Or is it easier to get mad when you can actually point the finger at someone? Because I don't know who you blame for that kick. Like Nobody gets mad about our poor punt block coverage defense. You know what I mean? That's, that's not one you're spending a lot of time on in practice. Yeah. Uh, who, who do you get mad at about that play? I, I just, I felt a lot more depressed and angry about that play. It seemed like, uh, you know, it, it did bother me the play before the cousins took a bad sack and, and, and should have, should have gotten rid of the ball. So, I mean, it, it really would have been a chip shot field goal that maybe um, could have been, you know, slightly less blockable. Um, if, if yeah. He, if but the, but the snap was I yeah, you still had wet. Snap, snap oh. wasn't good, hold wasn't good, kick wasn't good, but all of them just just very barely, and the combination was enough to turn into that complete catastrophe. But you're right. I mean, it's hard to think of too many even even types or categories of plays that could really be worse than what that was. I think about you know, uh, I, I guess that play was almost as bad as throwing a pick six in the end zone. Um, you know, it's right, like right. you're basically <laughs> right. taking points off the board. And, and just handing them to the other team. So really, really tough to come back from. Um, yeah, I mean, was impressed with Morgan Moses hustling down and, and, tra- and tracking that dude down at the end and then getting injured for the umpteenth time this season. But uh, it, it just, that, that play was, I mean, what are you going to say? You shake your head and just say, that just really blows. Yeah, again, uh, I, I didn't really see anyone to blame, but certainly plenty to be mad at. Um, looking at the injuries real quick, is there a best timetable on what's coming back? I mean, obviously, not only uh, three starters, I think they started the game with without, and two of them were yeah. their best – not only their best offensive linemen, but two of their best players on the team, yep, you know, Purple yep. guys. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the, the, is there any expectation? Both, those injuries are both a little bit – I mean, to, to Williams and to Sheriff are a little – mysterious i mean we, we already know that trent williams who I, I would agree with you is one of the one of the two or three best probably de- definitely top two and maybe the best player on the redskins i mean he's he's got this bad kneecap ligament thing that's going to need surgery and some people seem to think that he should just go ahead and do it so i don't i don't know i don't know i'm not even positive he will come back but um sheriff seemed like he had a chance of playing i would guess that maybe he'll be ready for next week um but but yeah you're right i mean having having 60 percent of your starting offensive line unavailable and and the other guy morgan moses that right tackle not anywhere near full strength is uh i mean it's 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 insurmountable in the future i think um, gruden should coach offensive linemen to just give up on blocks field goals don't go chasing those down <laughs> yeah. not worth it for you offensive respect the hustle respect it but we don't need that out of you right now um i'm sure we'll talk some more about uh kirk cousins i I was giving him a pass on some passes with the waterlogged ball. You seem to think some of the second half 
bad passes that didn't end up being interceptions, but many could have are just bad passes and bad decisions. I'd, I'd, I want go, to talk about I'd, I'd go full Cusbone on the on, full on, on, on the on the play that that uh, Jalen Smith should have was been not accepted. picked. Oh, geez, horrendous. Yeah, and it was almost like back to back near picks. All right, but in the first half, he really did have some nice balls. Jameson Crowder had his best day, uh, and obviously yep. that doesn't happen without Cousins getting him in the ball in some right places, um, and just the, the the schemes they had for him, uh, runs for him. Sometimes it worked well, but uh, I want to talk specifically about the instances. But it's probably Cousins' best pass play of the day was to Crowder, and on the play before. He took a shot to the face with a helmet, right? Yep, yep. Um, and for, first of all, I thought it was a little ungracious of Troy Aikman, who was like, you know, the, the whoever, it's, it wasn't Joe Buck because Joe's doing the World Series. Whoever threw it to Aikman was like, oh, how does a quarterback get up from a hit like this? And instead of like giving him props, he was like, oh, well, Kirk Cousins, their quarterbacks are so protected. He turns around looking for a flag. And you're like, Jesus, Aikman. <laughs> yeah. um, but – more specifically, I want—I think that Cousins has a little bit of WWE in him. And I want to say this is a Hulk Hogan and a Ric Flair move back in the day where, like, when they were seemingly at their weakest point in a match, like, the thing that would get them up off the mat was actually being hit. Oftentimes, like, chopped to the chest or something. And then counterintuitively, being hit harder actually gave them more strength. And so I feel like Cuz gets this, like, superpower adrenaline burst after – not only does he take a shot well, I think it's actually medicine for him – to have a, uh, a a a boost in performance sometimes. I think that's a good note. I mean, lately lately that uh, that sort of pattern does seem to apply to him. It's interesting because earlier on in his in his career, he took a lot of grief for not necessarily responding uh, to adversity the way that uh, you know, the, the QB one right. really should. But um, but yeah, I mean specifically ever- d- shots to the head. I mean, like you need to like coach the other, you know, get, pay off some guy on the other team just to slap him one time. That's just like what he needs. To, like, that just wakes him up. That just that just wakes up the sleeping giant. I guess I don't know, but you're right. That 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 next play was definitely his best pass of the game. All right. So, what do you think of my cousins needs a hit to get him going theory? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I can sometimes that happens. It's kind of like the uh, you know going back to last year with the. With the uh, the Buccaneers game and and uh, you like yeah. that, you know, it's not like, only does he pop up, like he pops up, yeah, yeah a little bit no, better. Although it also, I, I don't know, there's that kind of contradicts a lot of the initial, the early career narrative with him, like uh, having Great. bad body language, etc. I, I don't know, but but so, you know, it's weird. He certainly adversity um, affects him, and, and so, sometimes for for the better, sometimes for the worse. It's it's notable. I agree. Uh, I'm looking over some of your notes. Obviously, some of them I uh, have trouble decipher. You use big words and abbreviations often. But I, I, one thought I meant to hit you on this on the uh, new on the block kick that ended up being so big. And obviously, like you have no idea that that's going to happen. But is there any thought on what how how uh, was there any thought because you had a backup kicker and because it was wet to maybe just like make it a no kicking game, yeah. almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would... yeah. I mean, I could, I, I could see that. You, you, you probably, uh, you know, I mean, nobody's getting batter grooved and, and say, say, man, he was dumb for trying to kick field goals yeah, with I mean, a guy that, that one, you know. That but... one, for example, was was you know from mid thirties. It's like, um, I, I, I think that it certainly should have counted as an extra le- level, uh, you know, of of uh, of reasoning against kicking in any given calculus depending on the on the scenario but but yeah, yeah i mean I, I didn't really hate any of his decisions to kick uh some people thought it was kind of wussy that at the on, on their first possession which occurred right after zeke elliott's fumble on their first play that the redskins had you know the three plays failed to produce a first down and kicked and i think it was a third and short so right. uh you know maybe maybe he yeah. could have been a little bolder and, and try to push it there because that was sort of house money but 
Um, I don't know. I don't hate the idea of getting on the board. I, I, I did. I hated that. You know, I hated that they couldn't get a first down. You know, yeah. you, 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 you seize the freaking momentum there in right. a game where you're, you know, where you need it so badly. And if you go for it, it's almost like nothing lost when you get it on a turnover. Yeah, anyway. yeah, exactly. All right, um, looking over your always good notes, <laughs> I'm laughing at the as, – as sad as it was for the um, uh, infamous blocked field goal kick return now, the heap of, of men that went down in sequence <laughs> at the end of that, like one was the holder that got a penalty trying to roll you – know, the rare like <laughs> blocking by going low on a guy that he wasn't even blocking. He was trying to get the tackler including Morgus Moses running yeah. all the way down. I really did think I was like not only is all that going to go like happen Morgan Moses is not going to be like out for the season based on like an ankle turn yeah. running that down. Like the way things are going I thought that was going to be bad too. Morgan Moses yeah, I mean he did. He got hurt on that play. And and you know, I mean, hats off to him for chasing that dude down. I mean, that, I I was very impressed with his effort on that play, but he got yeah. hurt and it's this guy has been hurt 17 times this year and he keeps coming back. You can't kill Morgan Moses. It's amazing. <laughs> um, especially on Halloween. He was just doing his best zombie impression. Any other of the uh, first half notes that stand out to you that de- you definitely wanted to hit? Uh, I'm not looking at him right now. I can't remember. <laughs> there, was, uh, um, there was 91. Play, I, remember, I remember noting on a play that uh, could have been big. It was a Des Bryant, a third down conversion that got, in, got them down near the goal line. Actually got called back for a penalty. But um, I hated to see DJ Swearinger have a terrible whiff missed tackle on that um that could have mattered a lot um after that they they that that um the the cowboys uh got themselves into a third in like 19 and monte nicholson made a really nice tackle to uh to to prevent the uh you know the the third the third and uber long conversion that the redskins uh historically have have been so willing to concede although and if you're looking at them was there any second half note that you wanted to get out I'm not looking at them. Crowder, but, first no. good game. Vulnerable to boots. Do you know what that was? Yeah, I mean, I just that that's been a pattern for uh, the season. Uh, vulnerable to kicks. No, that means? no, no boot punts. Legs. No, yeah, like, a bootlegs. Boots gotcha. and rollouts. Yeah, bootlegs. Gotcha. Uh, Prescott, Prescott hurt them on several of those. Uh, Wentz got them on that. Um, yeah, they, they just they have a hard time. There's always like a tight end or a running back open in the flat on that play. So. Yeah, uh, let's hit some topics, maybe not specific to this game. One that will have re- relations to this game, but maybe not directly. Uh, update on the wide receiver core. Again, we saw Crowder have a good game prior this week. Didn't he come out and say, like, kind of announce, I'm going to be back now? And then uh, <laughs> yeah, he had, Crowder, like, one target, and it was a bad throw. Crowder came out with a big, my bad, and, uh, and then a bunch of, like, intimidating talk about pinning his ears back, and then he was a total non-factor again. I love pinning your ears back like, buddy, um, I think that's a defensive yeah. term. Yeah, it was, um, it was a little odd. <laughs> um, and uh, any other thoughts on the, the, the evolution of Ryan just, Grant and, and Doxon? I mean, they offer so little right now. Crowder did have a, a better game. Who knows? Maybe he's figuring something out. But those, uh, you know, the, the, the boundary receivers are just like adding nothing here. So you've got – and then, you, you know, you, you might be able to survive that if you've got a fully functioning Jordan Reed, but he's a disaster too. He breaks down every, you know – He really is. You want, to have, you want to have sympathy for a guy going through injuries, but it's just hard when, when the ones like him were like – it's not like you see him taking big hits. Again, I totally understand injuries are a real thing and whatever, but like he just – he uh, I mean, he's I think they said – Super fragile. I think they said it in the broadcast, something about like – 
you know, they, they, they do a lot of work to keep that guy in the field. Or and, something, it, and it's but, not to be confused with lack of toughness because he, he's, he's, you know, for, at the early part of his yeah. career, there was a lot of, you know, he's soft. And then he had a couple games, especially the Cowboys game. I think it was a Thanksgiving game last year where he, you know, he did this, you know, Willis Reed thing. Yeah, I mean, yep. it, it was it was almost almost heroic. So um, it's not that he just the guy just breaks down. And another topic that matters not to winning, but uh, always matters to fans. You did not like the uniforms tonight. All right, so here's my here's my thing on the uniforms. I feel very passionate about this. Okay. I, I love the throwback combo. Love love the jersey. Love the pants. I think it's beautiful. I'd go full time on that. I hate they do it even though they can't swap the helmet out because it's a disaster combo. So it needs a hel- needs a different helmet. Yeah, the 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 the, cur- the the modern helmet looks like cherry red on top of that old actual burgundy thing. They got to switch to a couple years ago in RG 3s rookie year. They 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 put they used this faux leather helmet. Did you, did you remember seeing? Yeah, that? I kind of remember that. It was sweet, and then so then the NFL banned like helmet changes in season or something, which I don't even really get because I really don't get. I don't understand why they can't just. You know, it could be the same safe helmet, just why a different not? design. Yeah, why yeah. not? Or, or even if it's the literally the same helmet, can't they sticker over it or paint it or something? I don't know. But yeah, anyway, I, don't, I don't know. They they take the stripe off, but then they just they roll with these. It, it looks horrible. It's so distracting to me. It's so funny. I just I didn't even notice it except for yeah. I noticed when they're wearing a different uniform. I did notice they were wearing different, but I thought uh, I kind of liked it. If you give me the old school, you know, even even an arrow helmet or the faux leather helmet, I'm all in on those throwbacks. But as it is, ooh. Kills me. Um, and which is worse, your um, your voice trying to sound tough at the intro of the podcast, um, or <laughs> your your slogan for the truth? I mean, come on, seriously, <laughs> for for the truth on the Redskins for the truth. <laughs> what seriously for the truth? I mean, that's a bit much, right? It's stuck in your head, right? <laughs> I, got, I know that you don't take anything too seriously. However, I know that you're also not doing it 100% tongue-in-cheek. You know what I now mean? I'm going to have to change it just for you. This is going to be all I think about all night. No, well, you know, I just I want to go back to the old school theme song. Burgundy Bow. Oh, we, we could bring that Burgundy. back. I'm bringing that out. The best was on vacation when your daughters could sing the Burgundy Blog <laughs> podcast. You're like, Daddy, sing to me at night. Like, here, just just listen to the Burgundy Blog podcast. We sing it around the fire in this house like a Christmas carol. <laughs> it's, it's, only like this, it's only like four words that repeat, right? That's the beauty of it. <laughs> Kids love it. Get back to the chorus. We're here already, dear. <laughs> Uh, well, at least we could still have fun in a loss. And, of course, it was a 33-19 loss, but it really felt like a 26-19. I did want to give a shout-out to the Redskins. You know, if they were going to give another, like, well, we're trying to come back, but we'll just give you another free touchdown. They go least, down in flames, don't they? At least, at least they had already blown. At least they were not covering already. And that that play, giving up a touchdown, didn't cause them to lose, uh, to go from covering to not covering. So hats off to them uh, on that one. Not, not blowing Redskins fans betting yeah hats off thank you so much fellas yeah it's it's much appreciated uh if you want more gambling tips on the redskins keep it tuned (laughs) here to burgundy blog where uh hopefully we'll be talking about a win next week division is getting further out of reach but basically uh they're not a bad team they're you know redskins looking to aim for nine and seven or ten and six and uh hope the wild card's still there i guess i guess man i don't know they gotta who's gonna be playing next week i mean there's nobody left to play offensive line it's it's looking ugly for the next few 
Yeah, but you got to have a bye week coming up, right? Oh, you used oh, no, it, wait. dude. Yeah, oh, no, you. wait. Yeah, that's already gone. You had one of the first ones. However, it turns out, we'll be talking about it here on Burgundy Blogcast and on Burgundy Blog. You can follow it at Burgundy Blog, I'm guessing, and probably BurgundyBlog.com. Uh, if those are wrong, Brent will correct me. <laughs> BurgundyBlog.com doesn't really exist much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> check it out anyway maybe if you go there it will exist for all those entities for brent for myself and for the redskins i'm merely haze <laughs> see ya burgundy Blogcast is the official podcast of burgundy blog on the redskins for the truth <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>